Coming up this week, Tesla's Cybertruck will get a quad motor setup. Nissan talks about their future EV plans. The electric Ford Transit van rolls off the production line and more. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 89 of the EV Resource Podcast. I'm Zach Hurst, and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information, and answers to your questions about electric vehicles. Before we get started with the news this week, I want to thank our podcast partner, Titan Auto & Tire in Mosley, Virginia, for their support. Titan is one of the very few independent shops in Central Virginia that are qualified to work on EVs, and from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. For more information and to schedule an appointment for your vehicle, go to TitanAutoTire.com. That's TitanAutoTire.com. Our lead story this week is an update about the Tesla Cybertruck. Tesla's yet-to-be-delivered Cybertruck has received a much-needed upgrade. Elon Musk via Twitter confirmed that initial production will be a four-motor variant. This will replace the originally unveiled tri-motor version of the Cybertruck that was supposed to be first to market at $69,900 with over 500 miles of range. Now it will get an additional electric motor, which seems to be a reaction to the market for EV pickup trucks that has evolved since Tesla unveiled the Cybertruck prototype back in 2019. At the time, Tesla indicated that it might be first to market with an electric pickup truck, but it has since been beaten by the Rivian R1T. And of course, soon GMC's Hummer EV will also likely come to market. All of this before the Cybertruck deliveries start next year. And both of those electric pickup trucks are coming with quad motor powertrains. In addition to four motors, it is expected that the updated Cybertruck will have rear wheel steering and the ability to crab walk like the Hummer EV. And this may be the first example of competition affecting Tesla in such a significant way. They have realized that changes were needed in order to stay ahead of the coming EV trucks. And seeing as they aren't first to market anymore, they've got a little time to make it right. However, it seems that they have some major design work still yet to accomplish, specifically related to the front windshield wiper. Recent videos of the Fremont factory from the YouTube channel Chile AI 100 included several minutes worth of footage of the new Cybertruck prototype driving around Tesla's test track. From the extensive video captured of the truck, it was evident that Tesla is trying out some updates to the vehicle's design. These include a curved giant windshield, some removable side mirrors, and an extremely large single wiper blade. The Cybertruck's wiper blade, Elon Musk admitted, is something that actually bothers him the most. In response to a tweet, Elon said that this is not the production version of the wiper, but that it is part of a design challenge. He said, quote, the wiper is what troubles me most. No easy solution. Deployable wiper that stows in front trunk would be ideal, but complex, end quote. Interestingly enough, writes Teslarati, Tesla actually has a patent for such a wiper system, which the company calls an electromagnetic windshield wiper system. The design calls for a linear actuator that may include a guide rail and an electromagnetic moving block. The system is modular, making installations easy, and it also stows away in the front, just as mentioned in Elon's tweet. Creating such a system, however, would indeed be challenging. 
The Cybertruck was meant to start production by the end of this year at the automaker's new factory in Austin, Texas, but Tesla has delayed production to sometime next year for the first vehicles. By then, the Tesla factory should be online and churning out Model Y SUVs before the Cybertruck rolls down the line. It looks like Audi's flagship sports car will ditch its internal combustion engine. In a report by CNET's Roadshow, they write that the successor to the Audi R8 will in fact be electric. After dipping its toes in electric performance with the e-tron GT, Audi Sport's next challenge will be to transform the R segment, and the R segment is going to be fully electric. This is their job for the next decade, according to Audi's Linda Kurz. To be clear, this doesn't mean that we're actually going to get a next-generation R8, but they do say that whatever replaces Audi Sport's halo car will be totally electric, whether it's called an R8 or not. And we should see this start to happen relatively quickly. Aside from cars under the R segment, our S-badged cars will dive into electrification heavily. By 2026, 80% of the RS lineup will feature some sort of electrification, and that includes forthcoming purely electric RS-badged models. None of this is a particular shock, however, but the rate at which we'll see electric Audi R and RS-badged cars zipping around is going to be rather quick. And this is a natural move for Audi as a part of Porsche's brand to focus on their higher-end sports cars that likely will have a bigger profit margin. Next, Chevy plans to bring in all-electric version of their Silverado pickup truck to market in early 2023, almost a full year after Ford's electric truck starts production. Doug Parks, the executive vice president of global product development and purchasing and supply chain, said at Deutsche Bank's Autotech conference that the production will start in early 2023. And the reveal of the Chevy Silverado EV is likely just a few weeks from now, as the vehicle is expected to be introduced by GM CEO Mary Barra at CES on January 5th. Despite the fact that customers will have to wait a little longer for the electric Silverado, it's not coming without high expectations, especially because it's promised to offer a range of over 400 miles, at least in the top version. The production of the Chevy Silverado EV will take place at Factory Zero in Detroit, Michigan, along several other Altium-based models, the GMC Hummer EV pickup and SUV, as well as Cruise Origin, their autonomous EV. So as this develops, I'll certainly bring you the latest updates, which will most likely be in early January when we learn more from the reveal at CES. And speaking of updates, I've been sharing news about Volkswagen CEO Herbert Diess the last few weeks, and it looks like the controversy and things will be settling down, at least for now. Diess will stay on in the role, the company said, though with reduced responsibilities. Following a Volkswagen Group supervisory board meeting, it was decided that Herbert Diess will largely withdraw from the operational side of the business and focus on group strategy. While he will continue as board of management member with responsibility for the volume brand group and will gain responsibility for the software division, replacing Audi CEO Marcus Deussmann, he will no longer head China, Volkswagen Group's most important sales market. Current Volkswagen brand CEO Ralph Brandstotter will take over that role being responsible for China and replace Stefan Wollenstein as VW Group China CEO as of August 1st of next year. Brandstotter is tasked with reviving sales in the world's largest EV market and will move to Beijing for the new role. He has also been promoted as Volkswagen Group of Management responsibility for the activities of the newly founded Volkswagen Passenger Cars Division, effective January 1st, 2022. 
Dees will also hand over responsibility for group sales in the board of management, with Audi sales boss Hildegard Wolfman being appointed VW Group board member responsible for global sales, effective February 1st of 2022. In the new role, she will focus on creating new digital sales formats for all VW Group brands. So it seems like there's a lot of shuffling around of senior management over at Volkswagen Group. And along with that, they have now announced an updated five-year plan to increase spending on electric vehicles by about 50% to nearly $59 billion. The carmaker outlined investments of $180 billion, including to electrify more of its European plants. So it does look like they're starting to figure things out. Dees is staying and has said that he still feels responsible for the Volkswagen group at large. So things have settled down and I am so excited about what Volkswagen is doing in terms of increasing their investment in electrification, something that is significantly needed going forwards. Nissan has announced their long-term strategy named Ambition 2030 with electrification at the center and revealed a few concept models. The Japanese company that at one point was leading the EV market but has since fallen behind intends to now accelerate electrification plans with an investment of 2 trillion yen, which is about $17.6 billion, over the next five years. Inside EVs writes the main goal is to increase electrification share of new car sales to 50% by fiscal year 2030 through the launch of 23 exciting new electrified models, including 15 full battery electric models. The numbers include both the Nissan brand and Infiniti. And it appears that we won't have to wait long for those electrified models. The first 20 EV and e-power equipped models will be launched in the next five years. Currently, the Nissan e-Power includes series hybrids, which are not plug-in, they're just your regular hybrid, but it's possible that some of them in the future might be plug-in hybrids. Assuming that there will be 15 full battery electric vehicles and 23 new electrified models, there must be at least 12 in the first batch of 20 by 2026, and the remaining 8 would be e-Power. The electrification rate is expected to be the highest in Europe. Nissan expects that by fiscal year 2026, the electrified cars will account for more than 75% of their sales in Europe. In Japan, that number is a little less at 55% and China at 40%. Here in the US, the situation might be a little different as the company says only 40% of their EV sales by fiscal year 2030 which means that we don't even know yet the target for EV or e-power by 2026, or if we're even going to get any e-power models here in North America at all. Only time will tell whether Nissan will be able to return to the forefront of electrification after more than a decade after the launch of the original Nissan Leaf. General Motors is staying in the news this week with their all-electric commercial vehicle brand, Brightdrop, announcing the opening of their first dealership, Bright Drop Greater Los Angeles in Fontana, California. It means that their sales approach for the Bright Drop brand will be dealer-based instead of direct sales, which is an approach that has been explored by many other EV startups. Mark Kane with Inside EVs shares that the Bright Drop dealer network is expected to provide all products and services to fleet customers, including charging stations. GM did share their intention to keep the size of the Bright Drop network smaller, saying... Quote, Bright Drop plans to continue establishing a small, focused dealer network capable of serving fleet customers throughout the U.S., end quote. 
And Travis Katz, Bright Drop's president and CEO, said, quote, Bright Drop aims to be a one-stop shop for our customers. End to end, we are providing solutions for nearly every aspect of the delivery journey and establishing our very first dealership is a major piece of that puzzle. Bright Drop dealers will support fleet operators in their electrification journey, providing electric vehicle expertise and service, end quote. To date, BrightDrop has revealed two Ultium-based electric models so far, the BrightDrop EV600 and recently the smaller BrightDrop EV410, both receiving orders of thousands of units. The market launch of the EV600 is scheduled for late next year once the CAMI manufacturing plant in Ontario, Canada starts series production in November. They say an initial batch of several hundred units will be produced in Michigan starting in late 2021, which is now. Thanks to the Altium platform, the space of the Bright Drop vehicles are pretty good, with a range of up to 250 miles in the biggest battery versions. And that's good news because the electric vehicle delivery van segment, that commercial segment, is really starting to heat up. In fact, the very first 2022 Ford e-transit vans have now rolled off the assembly line. Earlier this month, Ford Authority reported that 2022 Ford Transit production was scheduled to begin at the Ford Kansas City assembly plant on December 14th, while the 2022 Ford e-Transit production was expected to start sooner, November 15th of this year. Now we have confirmation that the very first 2022 Ford e-Transit vans have indeed already rolled off the assembly line from CEO Jim Farley himself, who recently tweeted about it saying, quote, Great to see these all-electric e-transit vans roll out of our Kansas City assembly plant. The team is putting the vans to the test, making sure they are ready to work for commercial businesses. Grateful for everyone's hard work, end quote. The e-transit pilot program launched in the U.S. earlier this month after Penske Truck Leasing and National Grid took delivery of pre-production versions of the all-new electric van for testing purposes. Penske, the truck rental leasing company, and National Grid, the global energy management outfit, and operator of several utility conglomerates will be evaluating and validating the e-transit with an eye towards electrifying their respective fleets in the coming years. And to date, Ford has secured over 24,000 reservations for the e-transit, which shares quite a few similarities with its internal combustion engine-powered brethren, yet also a few very distinct differences, aside from, of course, its all-electric drivetrain. The electric transit has no frunk, unlike many other EVs, because its spare tire is mounted up front rather than below the cargo area. Additionally, the e-transit will weigh around 600 pounds more than the internal combustion engine transit vans, mostly due to its 67 kilowatt hour battery pack, and it will also cost roughly $9,000 more as well. But $9,000 in initial cost doesn't mean that it actually costs more. Fleets look at overall cost of ownership, and of course, being an EV, it has much lower operating costs than its gas-powered models. The e-transit commercial customers will also enjoy a number of complimentary services from Ford Pro, including a trial period of e-telematics, which enables fleet managers to track battery range, locate charging stations, and learn about power consumption trends. And I, for one, am really excited about the prospect of an all-electric Ford Transit, as for my day job, I currently drive a gas-powered Transit 250. I would love to replace it with an electric version so that every car I have, or vehicle in this case, uh, was full electric. We've already replaced the family cars, the personal ones, with the Spark EV and the Model 3. Uh, so it would be great to have the work van be uh, all-electric as well. 
So that's your show for this week. I appreciate all of the patience and kind words as I was battling a stomach bug last weekend. Thank you as always for watching and listening. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up for notifications. You can always reach out via email to hello at ev-resource.com. And if you want to listen to any of the previous podcast shows, you can find them on the webpage under the podcast section or on your favorite podcast platform. So thank you so much for being with me and I'll catch you next week.